A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday, Haley. Happy Saturday. Happy, Happy Christmas Saturday. Eve. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Dan. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy Haley. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dan. I think, yeah, yeah. Christmas is my birthday, and I don't ask for much ever. Okay. Uh, but I, I, you know, for my birthday, I think it's only fair that it, everybody listening gather around the radio. And sing me some kind of birthday song. I like happy the Beatles. Birthday. I like the Beatles oh. birthday song better than the just straight okay. up happy birthday. It's pretty not going to be too picky. <laughs> you know, either that or post a gift my way. Wow. Yeah, I don't You're mean so high maintenance. I don't mean any of that, Haley. I am not high maintenance. You are I'm turning the, fifty though. Big one. I'm the opposite of high maintenance. But now I'm turning fifty. I'm gonna. The maintenance is going to have to pick up. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not a big fan of this. I, I We talked about it, but it's it's really been a kind of a big deal. Yeah. Over the past year, I feel like you've really been um, exploring a midlife crisis. Yeah, I know. I know it literally has to be that because I started with the motorcycle, yes. horseback riding. Yes. I mean, all these new things I'm going to do. And yeah, I think you were the first one who said, are you having a midlife crisis? <laughs> I think so. It's anyway, okay. it's been fun. Yeah. I've enjoyed my midlife crisis. I think it's been healthy. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see how I do with my birthday tomorrow morning. Right. We'll find out. <laughs> anyway, on the show today, we have got all kinds of stuff planned, and I'm going to be very honest right up front. It's all about Christmas. Yeah. Very little of this has anything to do with home improvement stuff. So if you're here for home improvement tips and how to paint something, probably not your gig today. Yeah, there's really only tools talked about in the snowman yes. section, so tools you'll need to build a snowman. <laughs> so if that's perking your peaking your interests, hang around. But anyway, everything that we're going to talk about is going to yeah. be fun. That's our whole point. I'm, you know, I've got the maturity level of about a 10-year-old, I think, probably an immature 10-year-old. Yeah. And so I'm All having All the time, but a, right now especially. <laughs> I'm having a very hard time focusing on the task at hand. It's all about Christmas. Yes. I'm very excited. Well, we've got our big announcement that we make too. We've got yep. our winners of our Christmas giveaway. Yes. Someone's winning a $500 Visa gift card, another person's winning $250 Visa gift card. And a third person is going to win $250 to Repcolite. So. And we're going to draw a fourth person who's going to foot the bill for all of those things. <laughs> so you're going to want to hang around and make sure your name is called in the first three. And definitely oh not the gosh. fourth one. Anyway, is that true? Is that just Dan saying stuff? You're going to have to hang around to the end to find <laughs> out. We'll also be talking about some Christmas traditions, mm -hmm. things that my family does. Where they came from. Where they came from. We're going to be talking about snowmen. Yes, the and history. There's a really interesting history, Haley promises. Yes. There I'll is. find out. I'm going to find out. Yeah, I believe you. I believe you. We'll find out together. But right now, yeah. we're going to talk about another interesting topic that Haley has said will blow our hair back. We're going to be okay. so stunned to find out the history of the Christmas orange. There, Haley, I've set you up. I appreciate your sarcasm, Deliver, <laughs> Deliver the goods, just like St. Nicholas delivering the goods. Well, way to give it away. I didn't talk about oranges. All right. Well. There's a couple theories about where the whole orange and Christmas tradition comes from. Well, and first off, let's talk about that because you you 
are really excited, you told me, about the whole Christmas orange tradition because well, you just, decorate with Christmas oranges. Yeah, or oranges. I really like decorating with them. You know, I cut them up, I put them in the oven, dry them out, make them into garland. And I just think it's a really pretty way to decorate for Christmas. And it's inexpensive. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a DIY project. Hey, yeah. there we go. Oh, so now we're you DIYing. <laughs> that make me a liar. But anyway, so but yes. But also people get them in stockings, right? Like this I mean, is a classic. People used to get them in stockings. I think some people still do this. I was reading some blogs. There, there are people out there. Okay. I don't think they're very popular people. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the people who give those aren't terribly... <laughs> Terribly well well received. But it's a thing. It's okay. been a long standing tradition. So let's talk about where it came from. Curious where it came from. There's a couple theories. There's not really any serious consensus about where it came from exactly. All right. Of course. <laughs> but the first theory, and probably the most likely, is that it relates to or stems from the generosity of Saint Nick, who is the inspiration behind Santa Claus, right? All right. So Saint Nick was a wealthy um well, he was the son of a wealthy merchant. I well, maybe say he was wealthy. No, I don't think he was. But anyway, he, well, he was, was the giving a lot son. of stuff away. So potentially he started Taking off it wealthy. from pops <laughs> and handing it out. So yeah, but he lived down the road from a family that had fallen on hard times around Christmas, and so his idea was to go to this family's house at night, and through the open window, he threw bags of gold. Into all of the kids' stockings. Like he just slam dunked them? I guess so. He's got quite or, the I arm. Guess he didn't slam dunk them, but he sunk the shot yeah. Yeah. right into the, the stocking. Pretty impressive. That is impressive. So they wake I up. I would have hit the ch- the children <laughs> as they're curled up on the wherever they are, Waiting. the floor well, or whatever. Santa wasn't a thing yet, I guess. So Yeah, they wouldn't have known to expect yeah. me coming and chucking gold at them. <laughs> so anyway, he dumps them into their stockings. Yes. They wake up the next morning. Oh! Right. Thrilled. The father is trying to figure out where this came from, finally figures out that it was Nicholas and goes into the town and is just telling everyone how generous he is. Everybody's putting their stockings up at this point, right, I'm exactly. But this is where the idea of Santa Claus, St. Nick, came from. All right. And it's also where potentially the idea of the orange in the stocking came from because... The orange is said to represent the little bag of gold. Oh, it's a cheap out. Yeah. But right. I think it's possible. It's nature's cheap out on a bag <laughs> of gold. But it still works. Okay, yeah. so that's where you're thinking. They one, used to be one... pretty rare. So, I mean, sure. potentially it's right. like gold. It's not gold rare, but it's still rare. Yes. So that's one idea. Another idea. They represent the giving season. Oranges Because... Do. They can be broken up into sections and shared amongst your friends. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Kind of nice. Yeah. It's a nice thought. Yeah, I'm going to buy bigger oranges. The only ones that we've got are the ones that are easy to peel. The little clementines yeah, or mandarin really tiny, oranges. So. <laughs> Splitting those. I don't That's know how much a... Christmas cheer is passed around, but it's the thought that counts, right? Yeah, it's not the quantity. Exactly. exactly. But I think the idea was really popularized during the Great Depression when... You know, we were looking for really cheap, simple gifts, yeah. and oranges were super rare at the time, so they were probably the only thing that you got under the tree during that time. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Great Depression, great because it was big, not because it was so wonderful, right? Thanks Just for the clarification. <laughs> I want everybody to know that. I always struggled with that. Hmm. Why is everybody complaining if it was the Great Depression? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had to explain that to me. Sadly, it was at Grand Valley. And oh I was my much gosh. older than I should have been. Anyway, 
Haley, I appreciate that. That is very interesting. We're going to take a break. Yes. And when we come back, you're going to dish the dirt on snowmen at that point, right? Well, I don't want any dirt on my snowmen, but yes. You know what I'm saying. Yes. Snowmen, how to build them, why we build them, them, and the tools you'll need. All of that's just ahead. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. And Haley, it's time to talk about snowmen yeah. and the history behind them. We've covered the Christmas Oranges. orange. And now on the Repco Light Christmas Extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, we've got a Christmas special. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that is fun. I should have worn a hat or some sort of oh, festive yeah, we gear. We could have been festive. Yeah, we didn't. Haley wore a sweatshirt. Well, Green. I mean, that's. Well, I'm wearing a sweater. Oh, oh. So, uh, real quick. Okay. I've got Hannah at home. Yeah. She's 15, mm-hmm. I think. Pretty sure. 14, 15? She's one of those ages. She's yeah. right in that zone, right in that <laughs> butter zone. And anyway, Maddie, my older daughter, she has all this ridiculous clothing that she buys. Wow, nice. That I know, I know. She knows it. She calls it her grandma clothes. But she's got these sweaters and stuff, and she loves geese and ducks and sure. things like that. Yeah. So she's got a sweater with a duck on it. Anyway, Maddie does. She she knows they're a little bit ridiculous, but there's certain things that yeah. she just really loves. And yeah. She loves her duck sweater. That's awesome. Anyway, the other day, Hannah was asking her where her duck sweater is and if she could wear it to school. And so Maddie is all excited, and yeah. she gets it out. And brings it in and says, oh, why geez. do you want it? And Hannah says, we have an ugly sweater contest. Oh, my god! Oh, my goodness. Yes. Dead silence at the table. Hannah. Yeah. Hannah doesn't think so all the time. She is <laughs> honest to a fault. Yeah. Anyway. Gotta love it. I, how did I get there? Oh, Christmas garb. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a sweater. Not an ugly sweater. Or a Christmas sweater, but a sweater. No, it's a sweater. It means it's cold outside. And so I'm representing <laughs> We want to talk about snowmen on the Repcolite Christmas extravaganza yes. and the history behind them because it's right. They're surprisingly ancient, actually. Yeah. Um, but you're archeo- going to say anxious. Oh. I'm geez. anxious. Snowmen are chill. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go with it. I'm going to let that one go. I know. Uh, so archaeologists actually theorized that cavemen were probably making some sort of snow sculpture. Okay. Now, Um, see, that's a ridiculous claim to begin with. (laughs) We don't have evidence, obviously, because they melt. But the idea is that because they were using other materials at the time that were readily available to make art, like cave paintings, and they made small sculptures out of, like, mud and sticks, Mm -hmm. snow was probably not lost on them as a material readily available to make things out of. So... Most likely, there were things being made in caveman times. Even. All right, but we have not found anything frozen frozen in the ice bed. No, <laughs> like little charcoal eyes or something. And like, like a that. carrot with like some little sticks next to it. Carrot. Oh, this yeah. must have been left over from a snowman. No, none of that. None of that. We're just guessing based on. Well, and really, we wouldn't see that because our idea of a snowman and what it's supposed to look like now, like Frosty the Snowman, mm-hmm. does not actually take hold until the 1940s. And we'll get to that. Okay. But the first evidence that we have of a snowman is in 1380. There was an illustration that was published. And that's the very first time that we have a record of a snowman. In the year 1380. Yes. We have. In what form was this published? In like, I don't know, some publication. Well, right. Damn. But I mean, what was the... <laughs> 
was the point the snowman or was it no, just kind of an off? It was just like kind of like an off, you know. But like we a, know that was a snowman. Yes. Yeah, it was very clearly a snowman. And people it, are making like snowmen. Writing about it. All right. So where do we go from there? So from there, we don't get, you know, photographic evidence until later. But we do know that they were being used really as a folk art in the 1500s even. So in the Middle Ages, people were using snowman even to actually protest things. Okay. They were being used in political nature because people didn't have, well, I mean, some people couldn't read or write. So they didn't have a lot of resources to communicate their ideas. And here's so this to wait free material right? for them to sculpt things out of, and they could say whatever they wanted. See, if I were you know, in the political hierarchy, sure. I would have not done anything potentially protest-worthy hmm. in the cooler seasons. See how I would have avoided all of these protests? I would have only done my... Sure, your dirty work in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Try to make a snowman <laughs> now, right? <laughs> I would have been smart. <sighs> Nothing questionable in the winter. It's all nope. oranges for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Bribe them all. All right. But but people <laughs> didn't think that far ahead. Right. They weren't thinkers like no. I am. And the political figures of the time mm-hmm. made mistakes in the winter. And, and people were pretty vocal about it. People got vocal with snowmen. Yeah. But they were a real folk art, too. People took it pretty seriously as an art form. Okay. They were legitimate sculptures. Like, and... would they have competitions or would they just do this on? I think anyone would do it, but artists like Michelangelo, for example, was known to practice in snow because, again, it was a free material. Here's something that he can make some carvings out of. Mm-hmm. And he was actually commissioned by someone to make a fancy snow sculpture. You're not going to tell us that he's the first one to use coal for eyes and a carrot no, for a nose. That'd no. be really awesome. But we do have um, some images that we'll put in the YouTube video and that we can link to. Of Michelangelo snowman? Not of his, but there's another artist um, that carved things out of snow. Da Vinci? uh, Larkin Mead. And I guess he's known for a sculpture that he made for a Lincoln Memorial in Springfield. Out of snow? No. Oh. That's a real thing. Okay. (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) But he got... To the position and notoriety to be able to make that yeah. by making really impressive snow sculptures. He got so much publicity that he ended up getting commissioned to make real sculptures out of, you know, stone. Out of real things. Yeah. Okay. So that's snow sculptures. Are we still calling that snowmen? Yeah. Was it people? They were still making people. Okay. Yes. So you said it. they didn't look like our snowmen Right. Today. They were like realistic They're sculptures. They're realistic. Yeah. And so we don't have photos because it's the 1500s. Well, they didn't have Instagram right. or the TikTok. But we have some illustrations from back then. Okay. And then we do have photographs starting to appear. And they do depict people making, you know, whole families of realistic looking people. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, so we'll put links in the show notes to these other pictures. Yes. So we these can do illustrations. That. So or you check can out see the that. YouTube folk art they're using it to convey images and ideas and concepts they're protesting with their snowmen right but all of that kind of gets ruined when frosty the snowman comes around because that's really when our current idea and understanding of the snowman begins okay so that that did not exist until frosty comes about and when did frosty come about so it dates back to a book that was written that was about a traveling snowman and he wasn't called Frosty in that book. He was actually called Snowy the Snowman. 
even more creative. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that book was pretty popular. And then it wasn't until like the 1950s where we start seeing that in like small shorts and in film. So that's when really the idea took off. And that's when snowmen became like three balls on top of each other. Yep, with like the corncob pipe and the coal eyes and the carrot nose. That's when all that started. Is that how you've made snowmen? Do you ever really, really go all out and create the traditional coal? Yeah, well, not with coal, but I'll use things that look like coal. Yes. You know, carrot nose. Lava rocks. I've actually had the corncob pipe in a snowman's mouth before. I've gone all out. Yeah. Put a little scarf on your snowman. Oh, yeah. A little top hat. Do you remember last year you brought me out? There's a house right near our studio. There's a giant snowman. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I think that's really kind of cool because I really think we should go back to what they started as. This is the only time in our lives, probably, that we get to make life-size sculptures for free. Oh, that's very true. You know, I like forever. That. <laughs> right. No, that can How be a often? lot of fun. Right. I've made dragons. And I've made, well, I made a dragon. Let's be honest. Dragons? Yeah. (laughs) And it really didn't look like a dragon. I had to tell everybody that's a dragon. Sure. But in my heart. It was a dragon. It was a dragon. No, I think that we don't take advantage of, you know, the possibilities with a snowman as much as we could. All right. You know, we're very stuck on the frosty image. All right. So we can make them cooler than that. I think we can go back to what they did before. All right. So you mentioned, and you told us at the beginning of the show, you've got a minute left. You Mm -hmm. talked about tools that you were going to recommend for this whole process. What do you got for us? So if you're going to make a more realistic looking snowman, there are some things that you might want to have around just to help you, you know, carve and sculpt a little bit more. So a screwdriver would be one of them, a file. Mm-hmm. If you're really packing that snow down and now you got to smooth out some edges to get it just right. Putty knife would work. Yeah. Sandpaper, actually. Sandpaper? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get sand the snow non-clogging down. Buff or the, it out. Right. You want the sandpaper that can be used wet yes, or dry. exactly. Um, oh, really? That's just being ridiculous. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, okay. That's well, true. there we go. <laughs> Ding. Dan gets another one Good right. Good job, Dan. <laughs> what else? But even like a spray bottle to mist the snowman. Yes. If it's not, you know, packing well enough or if you're kind of wanting to undo something without wrecking something else just to melt the snow a little bit. Yeah. Tuck that in the back of your mind when we do have melting snow and it's Michigan. So who knows when that's going to be? I'm going to make no claims on the radio because I've not been right about weather yet. So that's true. Anyway, we'll put links in the show notes to some of those illustrations we talked about. Yeah. A list of the tools. And if you create something amazing outside, we want to see it, send it to RepcoLite.com. Or no, send it to info at RepcoLite.com. Or post it on Instagram and tag us. Man, there's so many different ways to go. Tag us. We can see it. We'll talk about it on air and call you out. All right. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we'll be talking about Christmas traditions, where they came from, Mm -hmm. more of those. And then we'll give away those prizes at the end. Yes. That's all just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and Haley, we're working our way through our Christmas extravaganza, having a lot of fun along the way, not a lot of home improvement stuff. So we apologize no. to the true believers out there who were here for paint and paint related. Potentially, we could have talked about like 
Santa's workshop. Yeah, we chose not to. Elves working. Yeah, we chose not to. We didn't cover any of that. We're just having fun because (laughs) it's Christmas. Well, Christmas Eve. We're almost there. It's basically Christmas. Well, it's Christmas Eve. Nobody gets to unwrap any presents at my house until Christmas morning. (laughs) And I'm going to talk about one of my favorite Christmas morning experiences in the next segment. Okay. It's very funny. You're going to want to be here for that. And if you've ever had a terrible Christmas as a parent... This will make you feel better about oh, good. whatever experiences you've had. They're not as bad as what I've had. I think I know. So anyway, that's coming up. Right now, let's talk about what I think is probably on a lot of people's minds. I mean, we're thinking about parties and events and things we're going to go to. Food we're going to eat. Gonna eat. Of presents course, we're going to get. Like when, when you think of a Christmas meal, what do you think of? Don't let me down here, Haley. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? What's the staple Christmas meal in Haley's mind? Either like a turkey or a ham. Yeah, turkey. We think of or that. Or both, honestly. Right. Honestly, if it's a good one. Yeah. What is that one thing? Turducken? Oh. Turkey, duck. Yeah. And chicken. Just the idea of the things being stuffed inside of each other seems a little... I know. I'm not a big turducken fan, but I do like to say it out loud. I don't get many opportunities, so I'm going to use it now that I have it. Anyway, we think about get-togethers and feasts and turkey and all of those things. My Christmas thing with my mom and dad, they're going to take us all caroling. We'll see how that goes. They made but you do that, huh? Caroling and all of that. Right. All of that is what we think of as Christmas. And it seems like... It's just always been Christmas that way, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like all the things we've talked about today, like the snowmen, the oranges, like these things are just, they are. Right. (laughs) They're ever present. The thing is, all of Christmas, as we think of it, all the things that we just talked about, caroling and and all of that, not a big deal. It's relatively recent that it is a big deal. In the early 19th century, so early 1800s, Christmas isn't even a business holiday. Huh. Gifts are not exchanged on a regular basis. That was mostly New Year's Day. Well, that's a little, huh. I know. It's odd. Yet, by the end of the 19th century, so within 100 years' time, Christmas is the biggest annual celebration on the British calendar. That's a pretty big turnaround. So a huge turnaround. What happened to get that going? Well, there are a few interesting things that did get that moving. And I'm saving, I'm going to kind of go out of sequence. Okay. And I'm going to save the biggest one, the one that had the most impact for last, because that's the one that most matters to me. Let's start with Christmas cards. Another thing that we think of as just being around forever, actually, the first Christmas cards came out in about 1843, I think it was. I guess that makes sense with, like, mail and printing. and. Well, right. The mail was going on way longer than we think, which is very interesting. Like, well, Ben Franklin was... Okay, yeah. The Postmaster General, I believe they called him. I forget. I'm not good on terms, but I do know that he was in charge of that, and I do find it remarkably interesting how well mail was able to travel yeah, it is really way, impressive. way long ago. But yes, everything is improving constantly. Right. But the printing process also becomes more economical. But in 1843, there's a guy who comes up with the first Christmas cards. Prints like a thousand of them. I don't know if he sold them. I can't imagine that the man had a thousand friends. I would think he sold them. I would think so. I know I don't send a lot of Christmas. I don't send any Christmas cards. Let's be honest. And I could buy a box and I would have that same box for years. Do you receive them? Years. Yeah, I do get them. Yeah. I'm a connoisseur of getting them. Yes. Because I always feel like, oh, it's another year I forgot to do that. Yeah, I think that's part of the fun of sending Christmas cards. To make other people. Is knowing, yes, that the person who gets them (laughs) is going to go, oh, they beat me. Should have done that. Yep. Anyway, Christmas cards, 1843, a couple years later. Later, as printing becomes more economical, 
people are doing more and more of this. They thought well, it was cool. Everyone likes getting mail. Right. I Well, the older you get, the less mail I like receiving because I'm not getting a lot of good mail anymore. Yeah, but the good mail is like extra good then. Uh, yes, that is. But the Christmas cards, it's just guilt mail. <laughs> but I am happy to hear from everybody. Christmas cards. Don't get me off track Sorry. and in trouble with family members. Big thing, 1843. Now we're going to jump ahead and skip over the thing that's the biggest impact on Christmas as we now know it. And we're going to jump ahead to Christmas trees. Now there's lots of debate as to where the Christmas tree comes from. But most evidence seems to point towards present-day Germany during the Middle Ages. Now there are a number of references to Christmas trees per se that date back to the late 18th century, early 19th century. Little passing notes you know, in literature and stuff sure. like that. Okay. They, I don't know that they even called it a Christmas tree. It's the evergreen. It's the tree in the house. It's something gotcha. like that. But it it seems to be that they're referencing Christmas trees. the first trees. time so a tree was in the house. We know that it goes back to that time and holly and ivy and all that goes sure. back even further as Christmas decor. But the idea of a decorated Christmas tree with presents underneath it, that has a very specific origin. And it goes back to an engraving of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert and their children all gathering around a tree like we would picture. I think I know that picture. It's really, I mean, that's extremely famous. Yes, it's extremely famous. It was published in the London News in 1848. And once that hit hit the presses and and got into the people's little grubby hands, they saw that picture. Well, it, they were dirtier grubby. back then, right? They didn't have as much soap and all of those things. That's <laughs> why I don't want to live back there. Back there? Yeah, you, you got me all off track again, Haley. Once that hit everybody's little eyes and we saw that, we realized that is a Christmas tree. That is amazing. I want that whole vibe in my space. This picture went viral. Right. It did. Yeah. Exactly. It was the newspapers were the Instagram exactly. of their time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we've got the Christmas trees and the card. They right. helped. That's all important. But it was a book that came out that really turned everything around. And that book was published in 1843. So the same so year, same year yeah. as Christmas cards. It was a book written by Charles Dickens. I'm sure everybody's aware of it. It's the a Christmas, Christmas carol. carol. Right. That's published, and that changes everything. And even now, all these years later, most of us know that story. No, you know, it's, it's true. It's, it's a yeah, really old thing. We know thing. the characters, Scrooge and Tiny Tim. Right. They're in our psyche. You yeah. know, we refer to people as Scrooges. Well, it's a classic. Exactly. So that hits the market and changes everything. And for my family, it's, a, it's, it's our Christmas tradition. You know, we've got to watch as many renditions of this movie as we can possibly find and we found a lot of them. It is extreme. But I don't do anything <laughs> in half measures. Yeah, I don't know why that's shocking. Right? At all. No, I'm full bore. Yeah. Whatever I'm doing, it's I'm true. doing it. And I'm not doing anything else. So <laughs> we watch a lot of those. I love the story. The story is absolutely great. And we're going to get to some of that. But this year, we've taken it up a notch. You would think. Further. That, yes. Okay. Yes. It's even bigger at our house. I found a play online. That is a very, very faithful rendition of the of the story. And we did that at the table. You Everybody. Oh, well, we didn't just read it, Haley. We no, acted you it. You acted it. Yep. Yeah. I got to be Tiny Tim. I got to <laughs> sing Christmas carols and say, God bless us, everyone. And all of those things. I was so happy. I got to be Scrooge. Andrew was Marley. I mean, we had a ton of fun. I really strongly recommend that. If you want... Does the Maggie Christmas. have a part? Your Maggie dog? the dog? Yeah. No, she looks at us honestly like we're insane. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Someone needs to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we were going on and on, and Maggie just sits there and stares at us, that and then she walked hilarious. away and curled up on the couch and just looked like she was shaking her heads. 
Anyway, it's something that we do. Yes, that's right. The kids loved it. It's the first time we did it. They want to do it every year. But the whole point that I'm trying to get to is that when Charles Dickens wrote this story, Christmas wasn't being celebrated as he described. Think about that. Family parties, feasting, dancing, they weren't the practice at the time. Neither was Christmas thought of as a season of goodwill and kindness and charity. Right. That was not a thing. Even caroling. I think we mentioned that at the beginning, huh. but caroling was a thought that was inspired by the book. It seems to be anyway. He really created the holiday as we know it. Well, like in it's, I mean, that's a lot of stuff. In the idea of the way we celebrate yeah. it, yes, it seems like he really pulled it all together and it's made pretty it a impressive big deal. work. Right. All of that. He reestablished Christmas as a season of goodwill to all men in the hearts and the minds of the public. Right. The book was called A New Gospel. Wow. By a lot of people around because it had the power to change people's sure. perspectives. The whole story of Scrooge is a conversion story, a redemption story, and it's really, really, really good. And I like to make it, make you know, play it for the kids yeah. or live it with the kids and tell them that you, Hannah, are being a Scrooge right now. <laughs> do you want to be a Scrooge, a good Scrooge, or do you want? See, it's really good for parenting. Mm. You can leverage dress, a lot of guilt with something up like as this. A ghost at night and. Yes. Have you seen, way off topic, have you seen, I don't know if it's a current trend or if it's just I'm seeing it now, but parents dressing up as the Grinch and then getting beaten up by their children. What? Yes. I know we're way off topic, but it's worth it. This is the thing that's happening right now. Yes. I've seen several videos where they think it's going to be funny. Yeah. So the Grinch comes in as a parent and then the kids, I don't think this is right. It's not cool at all. Kids are freaking out. They're screaming. Yeah. They're they're sad. And yet- Like there's one I saw, this little boy who's like absolutely traumatized, but he is going to defend his home. Oh, my god! So he goes to town on the Grinch. Yeah. Terrible parenting decisions. Yeah. Anyway, so no, I'm not going to dress up as the ghosts of Christmas past or anything like that. But I am going to recommend for anybody out there that if if we get the weather that they're predicting and who knows Mm -hmm. whether we've gotten it or not, we record the show. In fact, last week we talked about a million. Uh, such a failure. Yeah, a million things you should do outside. Get on your roof and do this. Check your chimney. All these prep, you know, we things did, to do to prepare for the snow, but when, it was already snowing. Right. When we recorded it, there was no prediction for snow at all. Right. Not for the Saturday. Nope. And by the time it airs, there's like three feet of snow outside. Insane. Hopefully nobody got on the roof. But if we did get the weather that they're predicting right now while yes. we're recording this. It's probably going to be extreme. I say you need to go to RepcoLite.com. I'm going to put links in the show notes for this episode, episode 290. And I'm going to have a link to Sheer Gold. All of my favorite uh, Christmas Carol renditions, I will show you which ones to rent. And I'll put them in order. Oh, so you know which gosh. ones to watch first. <laughs> and I will also put a link to that play that I found. It's Christmas gold fun. Check it out. And it's a great story to boot. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to be talking about my funny Christmas story. Sure. But more importantly, the Christmas giveaway. Oh, I thought you the were going to say your stuff. But oh, yes, no. most importantly, yeah. the winners. And even more importantly, that fourth person who's going to pay Stop. for all the prizes. That's all coming up just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. And Haley, we've got all the random winners chosen. Yes. And we're going to announce the names, and that's going to be very fun. That's coming up at the end. So right. maybe seven minutes from now. Stay tuned. Yes, we'll be 
screaming those names from the rooftops. I would not screaming, shouting. I don't know that that's any better at all. We'll announce the names. Let's just say it in a very <laughs> normal and controlled professional manner, yes. like the way we do everything here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Before we get to the names, I do need to clarify too. There is no fourth name. Well, the fourth of that person, right? I claimed that there was a fourth name who was going to have to pay for everything. I don't want anybody worrying, sitting in a puddle of sweat, hoping that it's not going to be them. What did I sign up for? <laughs> not going to happen. We'll, we'll pay for them because we're big-hearted like that. Well, we won't. Well, Repcolite will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not buying the not gifts here. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, before we get to that, let's talk about Christmas stuff. And, of course, it's the Christmas special. It's what we've been talking about all show long. I want to talk about one of, to me, I think it's a, a really ridiculous memory Uh, It's a pretty bad one, but it's funny now. We've all laughed about it now. But before we get to that, I'm curious about your Christmases as a little little kid. Little Haley wakes up, rubs her little eyes, and there's Christmas happening. What were those days like? I mean, Christmas was always good. I don't know that I've got like super specific like that was the best Christmas or that was the worst Christmas. Oh, boy. There were Christmases that I was worried about. Oh, like, well, that's intriguing. I like you weren't going to get good stuff. I'm not going to get that gift that I wanted. Okay. It's definitely not under the tree. I've scoped out the presents. That's not the right size, not the right weight. It's not happening for me this year. Okay. So you had, (laughs) you had presents under the tree already. Yeah. Okay. We, we went to bed Christmas Eve with an empty tree and then we woke up and there it was. Only the Santa presents came out like the night Okay. Before. The other ones were there already. Yeah, my parents didn't get me anything. Santa delivered on it all. So. Oh, I see. Yeah, it all showed up. Interesting. Yeah, he made a lot of noise getting those things out. <laughs> <laughs> Grunted a lot like dad, but, you know, still, that's when they showed up while we were sleeping. Huh. Well, I don't know how they did it. I can't even remember, but I did end up getting the presents that I wanted. They had put it in a different box to trick me because they were smart parents. But that yes, that can work that way really well. My mom's I think her brother wrapped a tiny present in the biggest box he could find for her. (laughs) So disappointing. (laughs) Yes. And she was all excited all Christmas, you know, because their presents came out early and she saw it and couldn't imagine what was in this huge box. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah, our our family, we always put the the presents out. They they come out Christmas Eve while everybody's sleeping. Got it. And the kids wake up and it's magic, right? I had a couple of really I thought they were going to be amazing Christmases. My very first one with the, you know, the the first two kids. The first two kids I had were twins, mm-hmm. Caleb and Maddie. And they're very. They were born in November, so the following Christmas, sure. not that first okay. one. They were boring that Christmas. They just <laughs> cried a lot. But the next Christmas, turns out they still cried a lot. But they got Jeeps. You know those little motorized Jeeps that. Sure. You know we collected Pampers points or something and turned them in and got these Jeeps. And I stayed up. I think I was up till four in the morning, putting them together you on to Christmas put them Eve. Together. Yes, it was really that complicated. Seems ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And I was not pleased. I wished I had yeah. started a lot sooner. But as I got them going, I realized they are going to be so pumped. I mean, this, this is, is amazing. The coolest thing. So I haul them upstairs yeah. and get them under the tree and the little bows on top and then all the other things yeah. that, that are out there. And then 6 o'clock, I'm ready to wake them up. My sure. wife says, you can't wake them up yet. 
said, no, it's Christmas. We don't sleep in on Christmas. We get up at five at some ridiculous hour of the day and we unwrap what's happened under the tree. And she said, you can't do it. You can't do that to these little kids. And I said, they'll be fine. So I wake them up. I need to put I need to find the pictures and put them on the YouTube. All they did was scream. I brought them into the living room. They stood there in their little pajamas. Yeah. And they just looked at the Jeeps and then they just started screaming. Tears were pouring down their face. And then I picked them up and I put them in the Jeep. And then they still cried. (laughs) And I honked the horn. They screamed. It was terrible. So that was one really messed up Christmas. I messed that one up. One that I really think of that I, I feel, I don't feel bad about. It wasn't my fault, but man, it was something else. My son, Caleb, got older and he really loved animals, mm-hmm. loves animals. And so I got him this really big hardcover book, you know, huge hardcover, yeah. heavy, heavy book with all kinds of animals. I mean, it was cool. gold. This was Christmas gold. And that was the year I decided I was going to videotape the whole Christmas. So I had a video <laughs> camera set up on a tripod and I was trying to position myself so that as I handed things out, I could see, you know, on the video, see them, not block them. And so I had the little viewer flipped my way so I could see what I was doing. So I'm watching to make sure that I can see, and I'm not looking at the kid, at Caleb. So I grab that big package and I hand it behind myself towards him. And I'm watching on the little screen just to make sure I'm not in the way. And he won't take it. You know, I can feel that it's hitting his hands and I keep ramming it at him. Finally, I turn around and I look and I have hit him in the eye four times in a row with the corner of that big book. He's crying. He's reeling back. The other kids are recoiling saying, Dad, just stop Stop hurting him. (laughs) Why are you hitting him so? Yeah. Once he got over that and he could see again out of that eye, he loved that book. I mean, he loved it with the one eye, but he really loved it when he could see it with both. But that was a pretty traumatic Christmas. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, so I've done a lot. I mean, there's been a lot of good, but there has been a share of crying. Have you had crying Christmases? Not that I remember, no. How about a brother? You have a brother. Did he have a crying Christmas or two? Nobody's lived. like... Until they've had one. I mean... Oh, man. It sounds boring. Yeah, it does. They they were not traumatic. <laughs> no. No, I've had a number of them. We've had really good ones, but we have had those traumatic ones. I'm not sure what this one will be like. Hopefully not traumatic. I'm not going to hit anybody with their gifts. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, though. That's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, that's you know, a good rule of thumb. You know, just don't beat people up on What was the Seinfeld holiday? Festivus? Festivus. With the airing of the grievances? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's Sometimes right. that's what our Christmases have felt Maybe like. You should have a Festivus. <laughs> <laughs> we have Festivus all year round. Christmas is a break from Festivus. Oh anyway, hoping for the best. Hope you have the best Christmas. Now let's get to those names. And shall we just start with the, the big one? Or do you want to go up to the big one? Let's go up to the big one. That's all right. Fun. So we're going to start with the $250 gift certificate to Repcolite. Yes. And randomly chosen. The $250 Repcolite gift certificate goes to Gabrielle. We don't have a last name, but we do have an email, so we'll reach out that way. Gabrielle, $250 Repcolite gift certificate. The $250 Visa gift card is Vern Bores. And then the $500 Visa gift card, the big winner, Lori Humphrey. Woohoo! All right, so we've got all of those names. We'll contact you. Let you know that you won. Make arrangements to get you your prizes. Yes. Thanks, everybody else, for entering, for being a part of it. Yeah, thank you. And, yeah, Haley, that's all the time we've got. We're going to wrap it up, but not before wishing everybody out there a very Merry Christmas. 
And we'll talk to you before New Year's. So I'm not going to give you that extra wish right now. I'm saving that one Yeah. for New Year's Eve. Yeah, we'll save that one. All right. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.